I want to open tonight's podcast of Buy, Try It Tonight with a joke. Oh my god. <laughs> this is the greatest joke on earth. If I if it's not funny, I will find you and I will kiss Matt in front of you. That's perfectly oh. fine. You can do that. Okay, are oh you guys god. ready? That was hot. Yes. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I'm ready. Spell yes. Um, <laughs> Y-E-S. Now put an E in front of that and pronounce it. E-S. <laughs> hey, Mike, you want to take a go at it? No, I'm going to go find that. It spells the word eyes. Idiots. That was... <laughs> It's horrible. <laughs> so And the worst part is is that I've heard that like before and I still fucking fell for it and now I just don't Um like I said, I'm gonna go find Matt now. Some no, little No someone says something so stupid your head hurts <laughs> and like you make a face like you make a face and it's just like oh and then your forehead scrunches up like <laughs> This is going to give me permanent scrunches on my forehead. Hello, great people of the interwebs. Uh, We're back with a hot new rap. It's by Try It Tonight again. So, you know, what's up, my dudes? Got the usual squad all here. Brennan, who's developing wrinkles. Hello. And (laughs) Mike, who apparently wants to steal my boyfriend. Of course. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, yeah. All the guys want him. Ah, and this is where it gets awkward. Anyway, so we're back with some <laughs> hot new beats. Um, we're gonna open it up with talking about last month's picks. Um, if you weren't here, we talked about uh, Medieval, Outer Worlds, and Luigi's Mansion Three. So let's start it off with Medieval, um, action adventure developed by Other Ocean Emeryville. Published by Sony, it released on October 25th. It has a meta score of 67 and a user score of 8.5. And I feel like those are two very, very different scores. Yeah, I was looking at those. That was like the last, the last thing that I think I researched because I didn't hear about it really at all. Like without going out of my way to look up stuff about it. Um, and it seemed like a lot of the critics, at least the ones that landed more towards like the high 60s low 70s pretty much all fell in the same camp of it's almost too old-fashioned like it was too faithful of a remake because the game had been game was released 20 years ago so some of the mechanics and systems feel kind of archaic whereas like all of the users were a good majority of the users all seem to agree like yep that's exactly what we wanted like we just wanted this old game uh, just looking nice. And so it just seems like if you liked the game back then, you'll like this. But if you're looking to get into this, it's not really going to be anything too special, I guess. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah I was nice. actually surprised by these scores. I, I thought the middle score was going to be a little bit higher, and I thought the user score was going to be lower. Like, yeah. like I we're going to be in the middle. I, that's kind of. I guess where I thought it was gonna land too, like I yeah, like kind of what you were saying, like a very middle groundish. Um, but the yeah, the meta scores. I mean, it's some there was one I think they gave it like a thirty-five, you know, as like some kind of extreme outlier. So someone really didn't like it, <laughs> and that I think dropped it way down. I mean, I feel like I don't know, like I feel like the user score. Apparently, people really liked it. Like, the user score wouldn't be that high if people didn't. As for, like, just the medic score of critics, I don't know. Maybe those people just didn't play it. Like, somebody gave it a zero. Like. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Like, I absolutely think that's that's just, that's the case. Yeah, look at the thumbnail on PlayStation, and it looked like, didn't look good. Give it a zero. I mean, I feel like. Like, depending on what type of remake it is, you're going to have those. You're going to have the ones that stay faithful to what was already put out. And they aren't going to change much. Which hurts because consoles back then are completely different from consoles now. Or you're going to have the ones that actually optimize their games, make it for current consoles, and update it. I just, I feel like it just depends on what the studio wants to do 
um, and how they want to go about, like, is it a remake or is it a remaster? Like, what, what is it and what, how do they want to stay faithful to what was originally put out? I think it was just like a, 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 a capitaliz- capitalization on nostalgia. Yeah. I mean, that's, I feel like that's the, the only reason that this, that remakes even really exist, you know, is that it worked in the past. It's probably going to work again now, right? Like, I don't know. If you, I think that you'd probably have to like the original to also like a remake, maybe. I don't know, man. I feel weird because, like, I didn't even play this originally. So, like, I, I don't know. Meh. People like it. People don't like it. I think it kind of, it might have, based off the user score, I feel like it might have succeeded in some kind of nostalgia trip. Yeah. I mean, based off of what I read. Maybe the critics didn't play the original, and then the user score is people who play the original are introducing their kids to something they played, you know, back in the 90s. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that definitely makes sense. I definitely feel like that's probably a solid, a solid observation. Cool. Well, that's that. Some people like it, some people don't like it. Not much you can really say about that. Either you like it or you don't. Go play the original because it's probably better. Um, Outer Worlds. RPG developed by Obsidian, published by Private Division. It came out the same day as Medieval on October 25th. PC, Xbox One, PS4. Average meta score of 84, average user score of 8.3. And I feel like those two scores definitely line up. So it looks like critics and users have the same thoughts on the game. It was, uh, did you play it, Mike? Did you get a chance to, no, I never get got a chance to play it? Yeah, it, it pretty much sucked like a, a whole weekend out of my life. Um, if you saw that picture, on the internet where it was like oh there goes my weekend but it was in the font of the outer worlds that was i was in that camp for sure um it was very much like i i feel like the the metacritic score and the user score are fair um and that's probably where i would probably review it around myself if i had to um it it was one of those things where like the first half really had me the, the first the couple the first couple hours i was very much engrossed but then i feel like towards maybe the second half maybe even like the last third of the game the last act i just it felt really easy um like disgustingly easy and i know that you can like bump it up to hard and survive survival or whatever but i wasn't even really a fan of the survival mode too much compared to that of new vegas um i mean that's subsidian so like you know some base comparison (sighs) but i don't know it just it kind of did it it like it it something that had been itching for a while it scratched something you know that had been there for a while i guess but like it didn't do it all the way and i can't i can't really explain why um other than it just was it just kind of lost me after a while. Even some of the writing and the jokes were just kind of old. It was just like, um, you know, oh, capitalism sucks, doesn't it? And I mean, I get that that's the whole game. And, you know, I'm, I might be someone that kind of subscribes to that mentality of like, yeah, man, uh, people renting their grave spaces is kind of messed up. Like, we should do something about that. But we don't. It, it was... It didn't really have me in the last half. The villain came out of nowhere. You could have sided with him. I feel like the persuade, like you could have just dumped all your points into persuade and just won the whole game. Like you didn't have to put any points in the, like melee or guns. Your your stuff just did damage. It got easy after a while. I feel like I'm bashing it, but it's only because I guess I was expecting something a lot more than what it was. And it was still great, but... It wasn't like New Vegas, if that makes sense. I still think that New Vegas might be Obsidian's crowning achievement. Well, would you say that they kind of tried to play up the fact that they made that original Fallout and that they were kind of like making another one and everyone just 
they were like, oh, well, this is basically Fallout again. And then when they played it, it's just like, this kind of lacks what that Fallout had. I mean, maybe. I want to say maybe, because I definitely, I mean, I don't, it's one of those things where someone could argue, well, you know, you you weren't, what were you expecting? Like, you shouldn't have been expecting a f- another Fallout game, surely, because it's not a call to Fallout game. But but to that, yeah, like you said, I would argue, well, you know, they mentioned that themselves on their marketing. So that's immediately the first thing I'm going to compare it to, especially since they made it. Um, of course, you're, you're going to compare something to it like that. And it... It's something, these really minute things that make Fallout Fallout to me um, is like, you know, when you when you see a character in Fallout or Skyrim, Elder Scrolls, whatever, you see a character that's got cool armor and you go, wow, dope. I'm going to murder that guy and wear his armor for my own, right? So you, you stake the guy out, you kill him, you take off all of his clothes and there's just a naked corpse on the ground and you think it's hilarious. You realize that you can like pick up items and like throw them around. So you just have this ragdolling body just throwing around in the middle of town while you're wearing his armor. In in the outer worlds, you kill someone and you go over to their body to loot them, and they have like a percentage chance to drop the armor that they're wearing. And then nothing happens to them afterwards. They're like these kind of static bodies afterwards. And half the reason I play these games is so I can throw these ragdolls around. <laughs> So I can shoot people's arms off and throw their arms like across. You know what I mean? It's like small, minute touches like that. That um, those are things that I kind of would have expected. Little things like that. I feel like surely other people probably would have expected as well. Um, I don't know. I still think it a great game. I just don't think it's as good as New Vegas, personally. And I think that was a problem with some people because I did see some negative scores and. The main thing for those scores was because they expected New Vegas. Yeah. And I can't, I, I don't know, I can't really, I, part of me can't really blame them, you know? Um, but I feel like you still have to be able to appreciate the game for the other things that it does really well. Like, it's the, I thought the companion system was kind of interesting. I liked mixing up my companions and having them interact. And every time I went on the ship, the little AI would be like, oh, Nyoka's drunk again and you'd go into Nyoka's room and she'd be like completely slumped on her bed you know with a, with a bottle of rum in her hand just slurring like incoherently and I'm like okay that you this is this is cool I, I feel like this is a, a living group of people but then on the same token you had the other guy I think Felix who at one point you're just kind of like leaving you're going on your ship to leave an area and he's just like hey can I come with you and you're like yes like are you <laughs> Do you do anything cool? And he's like, yeah, I'm like one of the bro characters. And I'm like, I really don't. Ah, sure. You can sleep in the bathroom, I guess. You know, it was one of those things where it's like, wow, some of it, some of the companions were done really well. And then on the flip side, you had companions like Felix who were just there in my playthrough. <laughs> and I was like, I have this thing. It was all right. Mike, you have anything to say about it? That's, that's what I'm thinking right now. Um, because I didn't play it myself, but I did see a lot of gameplay. Um, and I don't know. It's just, it seemed like the Fallout that Fallout 4 should have been. I don't know if that's correct to say. I, I would agree with that, to be honest. It's, it's what I would. I, in my opinion, I would have wanted Fallout 4 to be more like Outer Worlds than what it is now, for sure. Yeah. It's just like I said, I think the compare the way that they're comparing this game to new vegas is the main problem that this game has um i mean it does look fun you know i like i like shooting shit so <laughs> hmm. i'm like i don't want to say i'm surprised but i guess i kind of sort of am just because of the way they marketed this game like they were like you know we made new vegas blah 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 look at this it's basically another one and then people are like eh it's okay and i mean like it's not gonna they're not gonna come out basically making an exact replica of what they've already made um but i feel like what they probably should have done was 
if they were going to market it the way they did, make sure it's above what you've already made. Make sure you bring your A-game when it comes to the writing, when it comes to the jokes, um, when it comes to the genre. Like, you need to bring the best that you can be and not rely on, hey, we're the creators of Fallout New Vegas. Like, don't rely on that as a selling point go above that and go one step further so I honestly when I was seeing like the promotions and things like that I was like why would you really like I get it a lot of people really liked your game but it seems like they were just heavy-handed on that marketing aspect and only really focusing on hey we've made New Vegas so I feel like they kind of set themselves up for that comparison and being that they did and it ended up just being a little bit lackluster. I'm just like, you guys kind of set yourselves up to receive that criticism. Yeah, don't, I was going to say, don't brag that your game's as good as New Vegas if you you can't actually put it out. Exactly. I mean, they just, they set themselves up for that. And at the yeah. end of the day, like, I hope that they're, they know what they were getting into. Um, so, yeah, I mean... People are going to compare it regardless if they would have went that marketing route. Um, But I feel like a lot of people heavily relied on comparing the two because the company did it themselves. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. That's that. Um, I haven't really heard a lot about that game ever since it released. So, whatever. Um, Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah, that might say something. (laughs) Wait, what? So that might say something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if your game, it's been like, what, two weeks since that game released? And I feel like it fell off the map real quick. So I feel like that's something definitely telling about your game. If you got everyone hype and then splat, it's done like that. That is that is very fair. That's and that's kind of a general consensus of what I kind of read online that a lot of people were like in that same boat, especially once they got to that halfway point when it was starting to get too easy. And I feel like that was when the cracks really started to show. And not to say that it's not like when it's a disappointment that it's not a it's not inherently bad. Like it's still pretty good especially compared to anything that recent that Bethesda has made like uh, but that's i mean that's i feel like that's pretty easy for most people <laughs> knock on wood um but yeah uh, i don't know man it sucked a weekend out of my life it was fun enough for that it was one of those games you play for a couple hours and then you're just like eh okay there that's enough of that and then you'll maybe come back to it around the holiday season because you don't feel like sitting downstairs with everyone while they're visiting for the holidays and you just want to ignore everyone. Wow, that is extremely specific. It's almost as if you've done that before. <laughs> I was about to say, Haley, uh, do you not spend time with your friends? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> By Try Deny It has now turned into the Counselor's Corner where we all talk about our problems. Oh, I got a shitload of <laughs> load on you. Oh my god, yes, same dude. Take a seat. <laughs> We're gonna be here all night. <laughs> okay. Lastly, for uh, for last month was Luigi's Mansion, uh, developed by Next Level Games, published on Nintendo, came out on Halloween. Spooky. Uh, meta score of eighty six, user score of eighty one. So. Eh, Kind of about the same, kind of, sort of. I mean, all all of these reviews that I've been reading recently, and especially Luke's, um, that he he published today, I believe. Yeah, this morning, yesterday morning. I don't know what I don't know what today is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, everyone basically kind of seemed to me like everyone agreed that it was on on par with the first one. It seemed like a really kind of quirky family fun adventure something that you would expect of luigi's mansion apparently the first one seems to be some kind of i don't want to say like a cult hit but it seems to have a very loyal fan base if there's three of them especially and this one seems to have most of the things that i've heard about have have been pretty good like no real complaints yeah i got it um 
and I thought it was pretty good. Um, I didn't think it was as good as the first one. No? But no. Okay. Fair. I, I like the first one better, but this is still a solid game, especially you know if you're looking for something to play on your Switch, this is definitely a game you should be considering. How was the difficulty? I know that's like a weird question with a Nintendo game, but I'm just curious. And that's one of the problems. It's way too easy. Mm, okay, yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I was breezing through it really, really fast, really easy. Mm. How was half that? How was Guigi? <laughs> um, <laughs> some of the puzzles with them are actually pretty interesting. Because um, he can fit into places that Luigi normally can't. Or if you need, like, um, they would have instances where you would need both of them to be using the vacuum at the same time in order to solve puzzles and stuff. That was pretty dope. So they got really creative with Guigi, I feel. Hmm. Yeah, that was one of those that was one of those things where I saw it and I was like, this could go either one of two ways. This could be extremely annoying or like the next thing, you know, for Luigi's yeah. mansion. And I don't know, I'm kinda of glad to hear that it wasn't like that it was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um I hope that, that like I don't know. I feel, I like when especially Luigi, I right, like I feel like Luigi's whole shtick is that he's the the side man but everyone knows that he's really just the best boy right and so anytime luigi gets some kind of cool upgrade one of them being a literal slime copy i'll take it oh no people don't realize mario's an asshole (laughs) i kind of agree man (laughs) i like i don't know i look at luigi's mansion i'm just like oh yeah that's like super cute and there's not really anything out there that's like it and i feel like a lot more people relate to luigi because i feel like he's a lot more wholesome Mm. and cute and funny than mario is um at least he comes off that way in luigi's mansion so i feel like that's why people gravitate towards him because he he comes off as this kind of just like shy little guy um while mario i feel like just kind of he like he's very stone and cold there's not really been a game out there that kind of gives him personality i don't think at least not that i've seen i he just seems like a straight douchebag so i mean he jumps on people's heads for a little bit and he steals their girlfriends oh my god I don't know. His girlfriend gets stolen. I think you have this whole thing confused. <laughs> and then he steals her back. Well, yeah. I mean, well, not that he should be stealing her back as if she's his property that he owns, but I he think that steals he her. rescues he her from the, from the her. clutches of Bowser for her agency and freedom. Maybe she's just <laughs> secretly in love with both men. And Mario gets mad because he's like, I'm sorry, my penis is small. (laughs) And then she feels bad, and then she's like, okay, come get me, and then he has to go get her. This also sounds really specific. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, she's big in Bowser, because she gets captured way too much, you know. Well, she does be logical. Yeah, you 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 are you're right, Mike. Yeah, she does bring up a good point of like she does get captured a lot. But that scenario was way too thought out for me. (laughs) They're having an affair. We already know it. See, case solved. Like that's one for the books right there. They're having an affair. Wow. Haven't you seen like GT Live or Game Theory? Yes. That peach is insane. Oh, yeah, she is insane. Oh, she's super crazy. Maybe that's why Mario likes her so much. He's attracted to the crazy ones. Aren't we all? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And maybe, like, Bowser is just that nice guy that's, like, just trying to show her that he appreciates her and, like, you know, wants to be with her. But she's like, nah, I like them cold stone short guys and that's why she keeps going back to mario she's an italian guy with mustaches 
Okay, and now that we've decided that Peach is <laughs> extremely weird, Bowser's a nice guy, and Mario just doesn't care about anyone besides himself, let's talk about upcoming games! Woo! That's where everyone does spirit fingers. Come on, guys, get with the times. I did them, you just can't. You just can't see them. I was about to say, who said I wasn't doing them? Well, you have a point. Guys, this time I got, I'm going to throw a spin on it. Instead of going in order, we're going to start from the bottom to the top. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I like it. And now we're kicking Mike out of the group. Great. Now only two people left. <laughs> Joking. Um, let's start with Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order. It's an action adventure game. It's developed by Respawn Entertainment, publisher EA, that we don't talk about them here. So, two letters of the alphabet that shall not be named. Um, it's releasing on PC, Xbox One, and PS4 on November 15th. Honestly, I am not impressed by this game at all. Really? I was watching gameplay yesterday, and I just... Like, I was coming up with comparisons to other games too often to um, really... I don't know. Mm, I'm gonna guess Metroidvania and Dark Souls. Yeah, Dark Souls and a little bit of God of War. A little bit of God of War. Okay, interesting. All right, that's, I the yeah, that's what I was seeing a lot of. Um, if Dark Souls had lightsabers and force powers, and kind of the um, mechanics of God of War, because there's a lot of dodging. There's a lot of you know, yeah. You you play kind of defensive. From what it seems, you play kind of really defensive in in order yeah it did seem a lot slower than i guess thing like um force unleashed where yeah. that was kind of like bombastic and very in your face this seems very more muted and a lot i guess the perfect word here is just defensive really um and that's why i think that like dark souls is the prime comparison point here is that I mean that's entirely Dark Souls. It's just you're on the you typically most people are on the defense like all the time. Um, yeah, I mean at first I was very underwhelmed, but the more I read about it, the more intrigued I get. Is it definitely it? First off, I guess I'm gonna just come out and say that I I'm kind of a I guess I'm kind of a sucker for uh, Star Wars plus Dark Souls. Like if that's really what this is, then. At least okay with that, I guess. Uh, on paper, I would be. But really want this game to do well. And that's for one reason. And the reason is that I feel like EA has been kind of killing off IP over the past few years. Specifically, ones focused on single players, narratives like Dead Space, Mass Effect. Um, just name a few where they just kind of be there tanks or just been killed off completely and they've had more of a focus on live service games multiplayer games um obviously microtransactions that's pretty much all they've done with the specifically the star wars license thus far with battlefront battlefront 2 and obviously battlefront 2 uh i didn't feel like that goes without saying um was not very well received but i have faith in respawn and I want this game to do well because I feel like if it does do well, it proves EA, it proves themselves wrong, essentially. Um, but again, in order for this game to do well, it has to stand on its own because as a single player game, it doesn't have that benefit of just being patched a week later. You know, um, it can't be fixed with an expansion. You'd have to build it up from, from the ground up. You'd have to make another game. So this has to have enough of a shelf life. This has, this game has to have enough like intrinsically pleasant gameplay and or narrative to keep you going for long enough for this game to last on the shelves, to sell well, and to prove EA and anyone that says that single player games are dying wrong. Um, because I I'm very against that sentiment, and it's. I want to say it's like easy to bash this game because it's made by EA and it's a Star Wars game and I feel like Star Wars is kind of like weird water right now 
but man, I just want this to be good, dude. I just want this to be good for once. For once in my life, I want something Star Wars related and something from EA to be enjoyable. And for them to be in the same sentence, that's mind-blowing. So that's my piece, man. I want it to be good. Yeah, just I now know. I was thinking about it. I want it to be good because it's Star Wars. I love Star Wars, and I've been disappointed with Star Wars these past couple of years. Mm. So I want this to be good, but like I said, it's just from what I've seen, it just doesn't catch my attention. I'm a, I'm afraid of that, man. I'm afraid yeah. of that, you know. And I, I just, I, I just hope that once the reviews start pouring out, that people, I guess, just have some, just at least a better understanding of what it is. Um, and man, I hope it's something that can be understood because. I part of me wants them to lose the license so that Disney could potentially give it to other studios, but part of me wants them, part of me wants EA to learn from the mistakes and go, All right, look, we screwed up with this last game, we can't afford to do that. We need to make a good game here. Um, and hopefully, they you know, uh, that comes to fruition. Haley, how do you feel about Star Wars? Never watched a single movie, so I don't even know anything about it. Okay, we're, oh done. we're done. Why do we hang out with you? Oh, that's actually a good question. Why do I hang out with you guys? Because we're charming and nice. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to think about that one. Um, I mean, I, I can at least speak about EA. And uh, honestly, like, at this point, I'm just like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, why, like, do you even want to make games anymore? Like, do you even care about the games that you're actually making? Like, why are you putting out shit? Like, honestly, like, do you fucking care? Because clearly you don't if you're just gonna release garbage after garbage after garbage and not change anything. Like, I don't understand who's calling the shots or who's letting these things slip through but clearly their priorities lies elsewhere and not necessarily with the quality of their games and i feel like that's disappointing because i'm very excited for the next dragon age game and wyo is probably not going to come out in like another 40 years that's a game that i don't want them to fuck up so it's like well if they fucked up in the past they're probably gonna fuck up this one so and i mean honestly like i've only played dragon age inquisition i know a lot of people say two is really really good and i want to go back and play two but i'm also looking forward to the next one and this is really the only ea game that or series that like i'm actually interested in and if ea fucks it up I will probably never ever play anything else put out by EA besides Sims because you can't fuck up Sims. Oh, but you can. I was about to say I'll find a way. Oh no, I, that is a top. That is a podcast altogether. I could fill <laughs> hours about how much I hate this latest Sims, but at the I same time, it. I've poured millions of hours into it. Exactly, it's disgusting. Um, I hate myself. I've hated Sims since the beginning. Oh, what is wrong? Sims. Sims is great, man. Oh, it's so good. I get bored in like twenty minutes. Oh, Mike. The whole point of Sims is is to recreate your life as just everything you've ever wanted from the ground up. You you are dirt poor, and you make your sim go to work every day, and you you make him take a shit. Unless you use cheat codes and give them everything and then make a bomb-ass mansion and then put him in the swimming pool and then take away the ladders. He I think that's the last thing I did before I stopped playing the game. You like to drown our sims here? That's the only classy way to get things done. Yeah, pretty much. I drowned my sim and was like, well, there's nothing else for me to do. Ah, but you can just murder more of them <laughs> in more creative ways. Good lord. Okay. Off of Sims, though. But yeah. Uh, I guess basically to wrap that up, EA just needs to get their shit together. And I think Fallen Order is a huge opportunity for them to show, you know, that they 
they can be trusted and that they can put out good quality games that aren't all fucked up. Agreed. Yeah. And if they fuck this up, well then, guess we're relying on Sims for the rest of our lives in FIFA. <laughs> also agreed. Yeah. Not happy about that, but agreed. Like, honestly, that's what it's coming down to. EA's slowly losing all of its diverse titles, and it's going to come down to where they're just literally sports games and Sims. And if all you want to be is sports games and Sims, you need to rethink your fucking life. Get it fucking together, EA. Uh, anyway, moving on. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Ooh, so exciting. Uh, developed by Game Freak, published by Nintendo, of course, and it's coming out the same day as Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, November 15th. So here's the big one. Which one are you guys actually going to be playing on that day? Uh, I pre-ordered Sword. Same. Why am I not surprised? I mean, when I saw the Sword Legendary, he looked like Sif from Dark Souls, and mm-hmm. I was like, that's pretty badass. Yep, I gotta have, sweet. I gotta yep. have Sif. Yep. Pretty much same boat. He is dope looking. He's got a sword in his mouth. That's awesome. So if I put a sword in my mouth, does that make me awesome? No. No, you are not a dog. But if I was... Maybe. I would have to... I would have pet you to see how soft your fur is. And or hair. I'm becoming a dog. Um... <sighs> Pokemon. Pokemon, Pokemon. I... Man, <sighs> this is another thing where I could just rip on this for like an hour. I've got some really hard opinions on this whole Game Freak scenario, not just the dex cut. Like, I feel like I'm not as hard-pressed about that as other people, but the thing that I'm kind of pissed about is the whole little town hero thing, and how they they just they essentially split Game Freak in half, right? To Half of Game Freak was to work on more original IPs. I forget exactly when they started this initiative, but it was a couple of years ago, I believe. Um, and the other half of Game Freak was to be working on the first uh, home console with quote-unquote home console uh, experience. And with these dex cuts, with people complaining about the graphics, which again, I, I'm not really in that boat either. Um, whatever. It's a, it's a Pokemon game to me. You know, like the original was Pixels. So anything more than Pixels to me is like, oh my god, that's awesome, right? I'm in that camp. So it's more of just looking at Game Freak and go, why? Why didn't you go all out on this? Why wasn't this your, you know, your swan song? You're like, you're, why? Why? Why did you split your company in half to work on a game that got less than stellar reviews? You know, Toby Fox couldn't save that game. And I love Toby Fox. By the way, he's making a song for this game. And I love it. But that's not the The point is, is that I'm scared that, <laughs> that we're just going to end up in this loop of like, ooh, Pokemon, it's Pokemon, it's Pokemon. You know, I, I, I man, it, it, it sucks getting old. It really sucks getting old because you look at the things that you looked like you liked as a kid and you're like, damn, man, it's not the same. And Pokemon is one of those things that just reminds me of how old I am. And mortifying. I'm going to die one day. You know how terrible it is to look at a Pokemon and then have an existential crisis? It's horrible. But that's what Pokemon has come to me. It's just, man, I'm old. If video games have changed, I'm going to die one day. And that's, it's terrifying. Are you okay? No. Like, I think we need to, like, <laughs> calm down. Like, okay, breathe a little, please. And um, calm down, but, down. Like. Do, do you know what I mean, though? Like, when, when Sun and Moon was released, like, everyone was super hyped about it. Now, no one really, no one really cares, right? I mean, my thing is, is they can't please everyone. And... There's only so much they can do. Like, if they thought that splitting their team was in their best interest, then, you know, let them do that. And if they fuck it up, then they fuck it up. They're gonna have to learn. Um, but at the same exact time, I feel like if you you don't want to just be known for one thing for the rest of your life, so having them work on other IPs 
it's like they're gonna have to start sooner rather than later. They're just gonna get down this rabbit hole of only making Pokemon for the rest of their life if they go down that path. And believe me, I when I say that I wanted Pokemon to be their main focus, that's not to say that I want them to only make Pokemon, right? Like, I guess I just don't want them to half-ass two things, as Ron Swanson would say. I would rather them whole-ass one thing. You know what I mean? Like, I completely get that. I feel like... Mm, like, I don't know if analogy is the right word that I'm thinking of, but it's kind of like actors. Like, the actors and actresses on Game of Thrones don't want to make Game of Thrones for the rest of their lives. So... Thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad writing. That had nothing to do with the acting, thank you. Um, <laughs> but... You know, like, maybe this company had the same exact thought. They don't want to go on making nothing but Pokemon for the rest of their life. And I feel like if they take the time... I feel like Nintendo's one of those companies that they don't like putting shitty games out there. And they will not put a shit. I mean, Nintendo probably has some shitty games out there, but I feel like Pokemon's very beloved, so... If there was a Pokemon game that was going to come out that was going to be absolute shit, I feel like Nintendo would take a hard hit. So, I feel like they wouldn't put a shitty Pokemon game out there, um, or at least allow one to be out there. So, I kind of have faith that this one won't be. I mean, yeah, I mean, the stuff they've been showing recently was enough to convert me, um, I was talking to Brendan before the podcast. At first, I didn't want this game, but I just pre-ordered my copy of Sword. <laughs> I still think that's funny, man. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm still giggling at that. Like, that's just I mean, so... They've been showing some cool shit. I think the wild area is an awesome idea. Mm, There's actual yeah. raids in this game. So, you know, if you got your... That sound really interesting. If yeah, if, if you got friends, you know, you could take on these powerful-ass Pokemon and get a chance to capture them. It's just, um, I don't know if you guys looked at the leak. I did. It happened a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wasn't disappointed with it. I'm, I'm the same as Brandon. I wasn't mad when they cut the decks, the Pokedex. Yeah, right? Like- I understood they can't animate a thousand Pokemon. Mm, yeah. They might have been able to if they didn't split their company. But, <laughs> but I mean, whatever. my thing is, is like... It- <laughs> Where do you stop with the growth in the game? Like, next thing you know, in the next game, it's 1,500, and then 2,000, and then 3,000, and then, you know, however many fucking Pokemon. Like, when do you stop Mm. with the old ones so that you can add new ones to the game and not solely be focused on animating 3,000 Pokemon for one game? And that's why I think part of me, I think I want a remake of a Pokemon, of an older Pokemon game now more than ever, because I feel like that would like, okay. And I, I, I hate to be talking about things that like, I think that they should make X. Like, I don't want to say that, but I guess within the next couple of years, I feel like a remake would probably do pretty well, um, because, again, they've been hyping up this Pokemon Home thing a lot, too, where you can store your Pokemon. But if there's only one game that seems, and with a, with a cut decks, that seems like a half-baked idea. So part of me wants to think that they've got something else planned. Like, they either have a master plan or they're just winging this as they're going along and we're all in for a wild ride. And if that's the case, this might be my stop, you know? I just, it's going to be a wait-and-see game. Hey, people are petitioning for Diamond and Pearl remake. Dude, that would be, that. like, that's, that, that, make, that would literally print money right now. Of all other times. Especially in this cut decks thing. Oh my goodness. You, you, but that, and that's part of it. I feel like that might be part of it too, right? So, like, they cut the decks, and then when they start making remakes, like, a lot more people start buying them because they're like, oh my god, I've missed X so much. And now he's in this remake, right? Um, so they might have had this whole mastered plan, like, the whole time. Who knows? Miyamoto knows what he's doing. I'd hope so. (laughs) 
<laughs> but you know who you know who might not know what he's doing at all? Can we please talk about this next game? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um <coughs> while oh, oh god, how do I how do I even introduce this game? Okay. Uh he's famous for a game a very short lived demo called PT. <coughs> he's brilliant yet very, very fucking crazy and <laughs> completely out there and nobody actually knows like what he does with his life. Uh besides totally subduely retweet people on Twitter, probably. Um his his name is uh Hideo Kojima and we're talking about Death Stranding. Don't know what that actually means. That's a phrase and it's probably used for something. But apparently it's now a walking simulator, so you're gonna be a dad. It's a walking dad simulator. It's Norman Reedus and his baby fetus. Mm-hmm. Dropping some sick rhymes right there. Oh, um, I guess I should say... Oh, wait, there's a train coming. Oh, shit! I'll board that Kojima train! Choo-choo! It's oh. the hype train, guys! Okay, that actually might have to stay in there. Um, it's, it's developed by Sony. It's an action game. It's a strand game right there. I don't actually know what that means. Um, it's coming out on um, PS4 November 8th, so literally tomorrow. And it's coming out on PC uh, Q2 2020. In this tweet, Hideo Kojima says... As I'm getting similar questions, so I will do a repost. Death Stranding is not a stealth game. Could move subjectively, but not a first-person shooter game either. By incorporating the concept of connection, strand, it's totally brand new genre called action game slash strand game. Social strand system. Literally, that just made me more fucking confused. (laughs) So... It's not a first-person shooter, but it's also not a stealth game. But it's some sort of connection game, which he's calling Strand. And he made a completely new genre. This man is a fucking wizard, Harry. I don't know. What, uh, honestly, I'm just going to start off by saying I don't know what the fuck this game is. I don't think anybody knows what the fuck this game is, but I'm I'm so fucking excited for it. I was about to say, I think Hideo Kojima is the only developer out there that can confuse the fuck out of us and still want us to buy his games. Oh yeah, 100% agreed. I feel like he's the only <laughs> only one like that will actually have people buy it. And they're yeah. going to buy it because it's fucking confusing. Because they don't know what the fuck it is. Because they want he he's a fucking legend. He's a mastermind. No matter how crazy and out there he is, he's made brilliant games in the past. And for him to just basically Sony drop all the dollar bills on him in the fucking world and be like, do whatever the fuck you want. And he did whatever the fuck he wanted. Exactly. Like the, his creative freedom <laughs> is literally limitless. And there's some big names in this game. You have Norman Reedus. You have the guy from uh, Hannibal. I forget his name. It's uh, Max Mickelson. There we go. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, like, and that was a huge thing. Like, they were supposed to work together on PT, and the next Silent was it Silent Hills game? Yeah, it was Silent Hills. Yeah, and for him to for them to still collab on this in some sort of way is fucking huge. It's fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. And I feel like I feel like at least what we've seen of the game, it's so we don't know what it is. Like I feel like this game is going to be a lot bigger than what we've seen. And I feel like everything that we've seen doesn't amount to what is actually going on in the game. I feel like the story is deep. I feel like the lore is deep. I feel like the tiny bits that we've seen are just literally minuscule seconds of a lot bigger story that we're going to 
dive into tomorrow. So, I've been trying to piece together what exactly... Like, I mean, I know the running is is what this game is, and I feel like Kojima's kind of shown it in its fullest before before even like the review embargo kind of was lifted a lot of people were pointing to like the tokyo game show and was like that's it that's the game like there is no hidden twist and um i so to me it's and how do i even explain this based off of the trailer i'm immediately hooked because of just the cinematics used in previous metal gear solid games um, usually in those games, I'm very much engrossed in the story, despite not knowing what's actually going on. Um, and that very much feels very heavy. Um, but so I guess the, the main, the main thing that I guess I really want to talk about is that the, the review embargo was lifted earlier this week. And I was taking a look at some of these reviews and the one thing that kind of struck me was how, First off, how polarizing the early review scores were, but that was also kind of something that I feel like should have been expected. People were either going to love it or hate it, but I feel like it's even almost transcended that to where I've been seeing reviews, giving it like nines, tens, but commonly saying and using quote unquote not fun or just straight up unfun. The gameplay in the first 20 hours or so is tedious walking from point A to point B you know, having to manage all of these systems and learning all of this lore in such a brief amount of time and having all these big words thrown at you and you don't know what the fuck is going on and Norman Reedus has a baby and but I feel like I want to say that it was all calculated that this, this is all planned that this is all some kind of postmodern example of a video game where and, and again, this is just me justifying this, this might out there but the whole premise of the game to me is like america's in some apocalypse this guy sam porter bridges is carrying things from point a to point b that are extremely helpful to rebuilding america in some sense after some catastrophic event right so the main gameplay loop in its tedium is walking from point a to point b cool well part of that is you have this scanner thing you have a hit a button and this terrain scanner pops up and you see all these colors you know blue yellow red red being impassable terrain like you might trip and lose your stuff and if you do your your ranking goes down and then your strand or whatever that is takes an effect and again that's something that's going to have to be explained as you play through the game narratively but um yeah it's a walking simulator yeah you just go from point a to point b carrying stuff but, but i feel like you're maybe encouraged to do it Zen-like mindfulness, right? Planning out your your trip was one of the things that I saw before uh, in a lot of these reviews. How you like plan your route from point A to point B. Like the game doesn't tell you it. You actually have to look at a map that has really kind of unclear directions as to topography and, and the height of different mountains and whatnot. So like you really have to almost kind of rely on your internal memory of the game. And you know you actually have to walk. You actually have to pay attention to where each of Norman Reedus's feet go so you don't trip, so you don't wake the baby. You know, there's this father figure character, and even in Tim Rogers' review, he was mentioning that BT is to Norman Reedus as Norman Reedus is to the player. You know, you have that relationship with him as you care for him in a way, you know, getting him from point A to point B, but Norman Reedus's character, Sam, takes care of the baby, which serves a purpose somehow. Um, but Again, back to this tedium and this unfun thing. I want to believe that this man is a legend and has created something that is too too complicated for, for mere mortals to comprehend. Because I've never really experienced not only such a polarizing review score, but also just having a video game be called unfun and then yet receiving a near-perfect score when half of that experience is playing it and yeah sure you can argue that there are boring parts and unfun parts to other games that you know kind of are encouraged through the narrative like in my prime example would be red dead 2 you know i think that red dead 2 is kind of a slog to play at times but you did it because you cared about arthur you know um i, I just hope that the world that kojima has created and 
future worlds that Kojima has created can be something that I can care about. And I don't know. Maybe maybe making this new genre like really is like maybe this is a big thing. You know, I mean, I don't want to be blowing it out of proportion, but I I've never really seen anything quite like this before, and I've never been so torn by something. I've never really like wanted to experience something just to be able to talk about it and reflect on it so much and that might sound kind of pretentious but i feel like a lot of kojima's works are inherently pretentious just based off of his source material um and stuff that he draws inspiration from but oh my god that's a rant and a half oh my god uh Mike, I'm, you I'm, got I'm, anything to say brennan shush i mean i mean this game deserves that rant because it's confusing as hell um yeah i mean I'm just gonna say it right now. I'm gonna get it, but it's just I don't know. I'm confused as hell, and I think the reason I want it is because I want answers. Yeah. I also like. I also feel like a lot of people are going to buy it because it's a new genre. Like you, you want to try something new, and I feel like there's two things that are gonna happen. This game is going to be fucking great. Or this game's going to fucking flop. Nobody knows what the hell it is. Nobody under really understands the genre. Um, so putting something out there that's brand spanking new that no one's ever experienced before, there's a lot of like there, there's a lot riding on that. So this it, it should just be interesting. I'm very excited to see how it plays out. Yeah, it's it's um. After playing the Metal Gear Solid series, and especially PT, I know with Kojima, there's always more than meets the eye. Like, you see the trailers for his games, and it looks one way, and you play the game, you're like, holy shit, I did not see that coming. I did not see the game developing this way. He has a knack for being able to do that. When I first downloaded PT, I was like, oh, this looks calm, this looks peaceful. I mean, you know, it'd be... A nice relaxing game to play 20 minutes in like holy shit what the fuck is going on <laughs> like that's why i legit said like i there's definitely a lot more than meets the eye um with the trailers because i feel like the trailers don't do the game justice um i feel like it doesn't really explain anything i feel like the trailers are just put out there um just because he has to put something out there or maybe he just wants to tease it um there's just a lot more than what he's showing and i i like that i feel like some game studios put a little bit too much out there and then i'm just like okay i know how this is gonna end i already know how the game is gonna end i'm just gonna play it to experience it but i feel like this is very different i got a feeling when he showed so far it's just barely skimming the surface of the story all that yeah, gameplay that... adds up to like 30 seconds and then the game's like 30 <laughs> hours long what a surprise i'm excited man um yeah, yeah. it's definitely a, a try for 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 me okay well let's quickly do a recap um so i'm assuming we're all going to try slash buy death stranding yep great i'm definitely gonna watch some gameplay of that tomorrow um pokemon i am not a fan of pokemon so it's a deny it for me and obviously it's a buy it for me <laughs> Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the two letters of the alphabet that should not be put together um, uh, with their Star Wars uh, Fallen Order. Uh, what is our consensus on that? I'm definitely, I'm just not. I don't play Star Wars, don't watch Star Wars, not interested. I'm definitely going to try it. I feel like I have to, just for the sake of the single player games, you know? Save the single player. Mm-hmm. Well, Brennan's gonna start a movement. I mean, in all honesty, <laughs> like that was a big thing right around when God of War dropped. Was like single player games are dead, and then God of War came out, and then everyone was like, "Oh my God, single player games are back!" God of War saved us. I mean, God of War is fucking phenomenal. I was gonna say something else, but I just shouldn't say that. Anyway, um. <laughs> so great people of the interwebs i'd end it with a joke but i don't have one so join us next month for another buy it try it deny it and we'll be talking about these three games maybe we'll actually figure out what the hell death stranding is and we'll give you some more info on uh 
why Norman Reedus is a dad and why he isn't my dad. And that makes me very sad. But we'll catch you on the flip side. Have a great November. Um, Enjoy Thanksgiving. Buy some video games on Black Friday. And we'll catch you for a sparkly Christmas episode in December. Peace out, fam. Bye. See ya.